Resume. Resume. Isn't that the name of uh, <laughs> yeah. Eric Conn and not Eric Conn? <laughs> Eric Conn and Bellas. Whoops. Oh no, you've gone into the Eric on Twilight fan fiction crossover. I never wanted. Nobody wants it. <laughs> Nobody wants it. Welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and I have a randomly generated fantasy name today. This one should be in a book. Oh. (laughs) And it should be Sam. (laughs) Oh. My name today is Murma Fishsinger. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I am the fish whisperer. There you go. The fish singer. Fish singer. The siren almighty. Wow. The first name and the last name rarely go together in such like perfect harmony. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, who are you guys? Well, I'm sadly not the fish singer. Damn. My huh. real name is Sam. Though today you can call me a willin Don named. Okay. Sure. Don named Don named. Don named. Yeah, there's two ends in there, which is what's uh what's throwing me off. Sure. Don named. It's like Don named. <laughs> yeah. Don named. This is like the second time that you've had a conjugated last name. <laughs> it's true. And my name is Hannah, but for the purposes of today's podcast. You can call me by my randomly generated fantasy name, which is Pelwet Watermonger. Oh, Pelwet what? I've got like a moist theme going on here. Yeah, we're very uh, marine themed names today, I guess, except for Sam. Except for Sam. (laughs) Yeah. Who just is marine themed in real life. (laughs) It's weird that these uh, names that three marine biologists put together... (laughs) Yeah, strange. What so a weird strange. coincidence. Anyway. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you think I fish sing the fish out and then you monger the water? I mongered the water. Yeah, we yeah. make a good team. Yeah, probably. We're two NPCs in some fishing yeah. town. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, now that we're introduced, maybe we could talk about the two chapters of Aragon we read this week, which are very close to the end. Once again, oh, in Once theory. Again. Surely something will happen. Based off how this book is going. Yeah, I think maybe something will happen. Probably. I don't know yet, though. (laughs) I'll just go into it before I start getting mad about how this book doesn't have a proper ending. (laughs) Okay. So, chapter 55 is Hall of the Mountain King, where we finally get to meet the Mountain King of the Dwarves, Hearthgar. Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. going any further on that. (laughs) Aragon and Sephira have a nice little shot with him and then head off with Oric to explore more of Trondheim. They end up in the library where Aragon worries whether or not he'll remember how to read. He does, don't worry folks, but it's a little bit challenging. But then he's ambushed by the twins who are trying to recruit him to their weird magic cult, Duvangragada, which Aragon gives them a hard maybe on joining. (laughs) We then meet a new character named... Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Naz- 
Nazuda. Nazada? Nazada? That's cool. I don't know if that's right. Anyways, Nazada sounds cool, so I'm going with yep. it. Whom is Ajahat's daughter? Sent to give Aragon a message. We learn that Murtag is lonely and Aragon is given permission to go see him. But instead of worrying about that, Aragon is more worried about Arya. <laughs> and then the chapter ends with Solombone showing up and not telling Aragon where Angela is. Uh, and I will not discuss how badly I butchered all of those names. <laughs> Hannah? Oh, don't worry. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In Arya's test, Aragon wakes up on their third morning in Trondheim with the urge to work out, which is not something I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> he and Safira go to Oric, who tells them a bit about Nasuada and also where the training field is. The three of them head over there where they meet Frederick, who is some large guy with a large sword and is apparently going to be testing Aragon's martial proficiency. But before they can get started, the twins appear acting all sneery and evil, and they demand to do Aragon's magic test first before the physical one. They set him a bunch of simple magic tasks, which he manages to complete while they are actively trying to sabotage him, until they finally ask him to summon the essence of silver. Before he can attempt to do so... Arya makes a dramatic entrance and uh, scares the twins away. Aragon is instantly horny for her, and she challenges Aragon to a sparring match during which she kicks his butt and they go off to talk on a nearby hill. She tells him about her capture and her imprisonment and her plans to eventually take him to Elismera and about her tattoo. After that, Aragon gets lunch, then finally decides to go visit Murtag. And in a fun twist, Murtag is actually in a very luxurious cell and is extremely happy to be there. He is also extremely happy to have met Nas... Oh, I immediately forgot how to pronounce her name. Naswada, and everything seems fine. Yeah, seems fine. Seems fine. Everyone agrees it's fine. I don't want to jump ahead here, but I feel like... That was very out of character for Murtag, and I could just leave it at that for now. Yeah. We can go back to the beginning of the first chapter. Murtag's got a crush. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. I have things to say about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just anticipating that normally, like, it's the end of the second chapter where we're normally already at over an hour and 15 minutes of recording, and we're like, That's true. and then yeah. this happened, and that, and okay, we're done. <laughs> so I just wanted to yeah. make a joke first. Anyway, <laughs> that's also why I wanted to just say very out of character, but let's continue. Let's continue. <laughs> let's continue. We could talk about like the dwarf kings of old or whatever, but I don't really have that much. To I say have about a lot them. of opinions. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no. The first okay. thing we have to talk about is Safira. I just wasn't expecting that. Having like an objectively bad idea. <laughs> Which one is that? Oh, yeah. Where she's like, she's like, you know how everybody was like, don't carry uh, Morzan's sword around because everyone's kind of suspicious of you already. And <laughs> she's like, you should carry Zorak with you all the time. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, cool. She's like, you should let other people peer pressure you into not carrying this terrible <laughs> sword. He's like, okay, sure. Okay, I will listen to you. <laughs> Teen Safira seems like a good idea. Uh huh. Anyway. Yeah, and everybody looks at it and is like, mm. yuck. <laughs> Not a good sword. Anyway, my dwarf king thoughts. <laughs> uh huh. My very first important thought is that Aragon describes the like throne room that Hrothgar <sighs> is like at the end of, 
as being a good bow shot long. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what the, like, you know what measurements are. Like, right? where do you, because we know Aragon has a long bow. And so I was like, okay, what's, how, what is a good shot with a long bow? And it's like well over a football field long, which is like, is, are you sure the throne room? It's too big for a throne is room. It's big. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Especially for sure? a dwarf. I mean... Like, he's tiny. <laughs> this book has been littered with hyperbolic buildings and rooms yeah. and doorways and everything, though. So, like, either Aragon is an unreliable narrator that he has no sense of measurement or, like, lengths, which I can also, I am not yeah, good at that. <laughs> yeah. Or. Everything is really just this big that it defies all laws of physics. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just like the idea. I mean, I'm, yeah, caves, sure. Caves can be very long. That's fine. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just imagining like you open the door and then there's just like silence for like 20 <laughs> minutes while you walk across this room. Right. Like, would he even be able to see the king on the yeah, right? across the room? I mean, maybe. It's also dark. It's dimly lit. The cave is dark. The chair is dark. I don't even... Anyway. I did think the the statues of the preceding dwarf kings were kind of a, a fun touch. Yeah. Although, why are there no dwarf queens? Is what I want yeah. to know. Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this does give us a good estimate of, like, an adult lifespan for a dwarf, mm-hmm. which is helpful. Mm-hmm. Hrothgar is the 42nd king uh, who has ruled under the mountain, and he says that the dwarves have have ruled there since the dawn of their race 8,000 years ago, which means that each dwarf king has ruled for, like, a little less than 200 years. So, dwarf lifespan. Probably around 200 years. Yeah. I mean, I think that tracks, like, other fantasy stories with dwarves. Yeah. It might be a bit longer, though. Yeah, well, and that's just how long they were king, right? So, like, presumably yeah, they, have, so they were king right. as adults, I and would assume. Hrothgar yeah. says that he has lived, like, well beyond. Like, he's like, I'm old even for dwarves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he says he saw the yeah. riders in their glory, which at first I thought he said he saw the beginning of the riders. Like, Whoa. <laughs> when he said in all their glory, I thought he meant their entire time span, and I was like, oh my god, are you like 2,000 years old? Damn. <laughs> or something. <laughs> but then I, he meant when they were at their peak, and then when they, you know, were kind of overthrown. You know, that yeah. whole thing. That whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But that was like over 100 years previous. Yeah. Which is, that makes sense, I guess, in that time frame. But yeah. But my real problem with this uh-huh. is that the dwarves have only been around for 8,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> like written human history, not even like human evolution. Like written human history is, I think, about five to 6,000 years old. Huh. And humans evolved, like early modern humans, which is Homo sapiens, evolved three hundred thousand years ago, <laughs> like like so long. Well, and also he says that the dwarves as a race are older than the elf. Sorry, the fair elves and the savage dragons, which means that civilization has oh. only existed on this continent in any form for at most eight thousand years. Like, there's never been a society. Before? Yeah, I don't know. It it seems short considering 
how the scale of everything else is absolutely too big. This one seems too small. Yeah. Like, I guess if you think of it in terms of like, oh, it's medieval period-ish, right? I guess that would be like 3,000 years, maybe 4,000 years from like, again, the human start of writing, which maybe for the dwarves, that's also sort of where they're starting their race when like their written history begins or like oral history or whatever. Yeah. So like maybe they were around earlier than that, just like doing whatever they evolved to do <laughs> at uh-huh. that point, digging around, moles. you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like when you think about that, there's there's only been forty one kings. That means there's really right? only been like forty one generations, right, yeah. of dwarves ever. <laughs> well, and it took. I can't remember the if he said a number, but Oryx said it took multiple generations of dwarves. To oh, build yeah. Trondheim. Yeah. Mm. Three? So, I think it was three. Something isn't adding up. Yeah. That's just I like... Know. I mean, it, the timeline kind of tracks. Like, it makes sense. It just doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I don't think I would question it as much if, again, like, everything else wasn't uh, extra large. Yeah. Like, for their history to have be over the same time period as like a human type history when they live to be 200 or more yeah you'd think would be at least twice as long right yeah right like but you know that's fine it's yeah (laughs) that's fine it's all like it all tracks it just seems weird yeah (laughs) (laughs) the other the other important thing about this scene is that can you imagine Having a chair that absolutely sucks for 200 years. <laughs> no. <laughs> because this king no. is like, in his moment where he's like, oh, Aragon, how do you stay stick to your moral values or whatever? Like, he's like, for me, my chair is uncomfortable. And that's <laughs> how it reminds me that being king is, is uncomfortable or whatever the hell it's supposed to mean. <laughs> He's like, what is yours? It's like, oh my I god. I have really bad lower back pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like just a rock chair with sharp edges. Like, oh, oh my, my god. god. No. No. I don't want to do that. Oh, no. Is that the same concept as the uh, Iron Throne in the Game of Thrones universe? Or did I just conflate the two? Um. Even like when the show was in its heyday and it uh, didn't suck yet, I, like, had it in my head that the Iron Throne is uncomfortable, so people will not, like, oh, want yeah. to keep it. Is that Yeah, yeah, true? that's the Game of Thrones thing. It's it's uncomfortable, but also, if you're not worthy of it, there's, like, a myth or legend oh, that right. the swords it's made of will cut you, and that's actually a theme in the current show, House of the Dragon. Yeah. But you are not wrong. That is a Game of Thrones thing. Okay. Or it's an Aragon thing. Or it's Game an Aragon thing. Oh. <laughs> I feel uh, like the first. I feel Game like Song of Ice yeah. and Fire was first. Was it? Yeah, it is. It, it took him like like everyone's complaining about the first the 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 or sorry the gap between the current ones. But like, I'm pretty sure there was just as big of a gap between the fourth and fifth one. Yeah, first published in 1996. So again, it is conceivable that Christopher Paolini had read the first like two or three books in that series before writing Aragon. 
Great point. I would believe that. I mean, I don't think a uncomfortable chair for ruling from no. is necessarily only no. in Game of Thrones either. <laughs> no. No. I, yeah, I didn't but mean to I imply don't think that. I have seen oh, sure, yeah. Any other thing. I, I just think there's less for him to take from from a fantasy perspective from Game of Thrones than like Lord of the Rings because Game of Thrones is very traditional medieval. Yeah. There's some magic but not a lot. Whereas Super Aragorn clearly takes so much from the Tolkien fantasy yeah. of like dwarves, elves, like the whole mixing of magic and everything. Anyways, I, I had a thought. I kind of lost <laughs> in the middle of that sentence. But anyways. Maybe he stole some political <laughs> drama later, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where Game of Thrones has its win is it's like political as sh- Yeah. But uh-huh. Lord of the Rings is like. Just an adventure. Actually, I don't know where I was going with that. It's just like, it's just beautiful. <laughs> Sam keeps starting <laughs> thoughts and then forgetting the end of them. Yeah, you're like, I just wanted to yeah. talk about how much I liked Game of Thrones at the beginning. <laughs> I really, yeah, I don't want to keep going on it because this podcast is about Aragon, but I did very much enjoy it. And I sadly am enjoying the new stuff, which oh, yeah. makes me angry, but alas. But alas. alas. <laughs> That's for our side Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> Oh my no. god. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not. I would still refuse to read to. or watch any of it, so <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Hrothgar speaks directly to Safira rather than like talking about her to Aragon, which is chill of him. Yeah. And then she's all like, ah, violence. And Hrothgar's response is to just sit there and be like, well, dragons never change. <laughs> yeah. Which is very funny to me, but also like interesting. And that it implies that Sephira's, like, arrogance and, like, vengeful, violent tendencies are a species trait rather than her individually. True. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's just fun. Yeah. I guess maybe yeah. that would be, like, if a obligate carnivore had a personality. <laughs> that's yeah. what I would feel it would be. <laughs> I feel like it would depend on the carnivore, no. <laughs> You can't convince me that carnivores don't have personalities after watching Prehistoric Planet, which <laughs> I realize is fiction, uh-huh. somewhat, to uh-huh. a degree. But a flailing, happy dinosaur with its blue arms trying to court a female <laughs> mm-hmm. is personality. Yeah, that's personality Anyways. right there. That's that's one right there. My cat uh-huh. has a personality, and it's all bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So if your cat was a dragon, she'd be like Sephira. Basically. Except she would. Oh my god, your cat bites so much. I feel like that would be terrible if she yeah. was that big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she would have killed me so many times. She wouldn't need to bite as much because she'd be way bigger than everybody, so nobody would bother her. <laughs> That's true. We were uh, talking about this, not on the podcast the other day, in the context of dinosaurs behaving like cats. Specifically, we were talking about T-Rex, but also like imagine dragons behaving like cats and just like a giant dragon. Imagine dragons behaving like cats, (laughs) just like sitting, like squatting on a bridge and just like slowly pushing cars off the side of it as they drive (laughs) by. (laughs) It's like (laughs) team make eye contact. Yeah. (laughs) 
extreme eye contact as it like slowly <laughs> pushes your car into the ocean. <laughs> so like, yeah. No, Safira. <laughs> they just like Shoot. drop an like eviscerated chimera on your <laughs> car, being like, here, yeah. I got it for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Put its face extremely close to yours in the middle of the night and make rumbly noises <laughs> until you wake up. <laughs> a dragon, just like no. one of those cats that gets into like a clear bowl and then they're just like very <laughs> flat. <laughs> yeah. Dragon loaf. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> wow. This is great. Anyway. anyway. The other fun thing that uh, Hrothgar does is he looks at Aragorn and he's like, I hate your fucking sword and I'm mad that you're carrying it. Yeah. Let me see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, dude. Yeah. Way to stick to your guns there. Yeah. It's really nice. Can I see it? But I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like sour grapes to me. Yeah. He's like, dang, it is really cool. <laughs> dang. It's a pretty cool sword, though. This is a pretty cool sword, though. <laughs> uh, I I like because this once again sort of speaks to like like he's like, oh, it's an ill-fated blade, and so it's like. Okay, so fate is like fate. an actual thing. Well, Brahm had a fate. Yeah. And Aragon had his fortune read, and yeah, this sword has a. F- but it's, I don't know, it seems like this sword is just like bad because a bad person had it. Yeah. I don't, I guess I don't really understand why everybody is putting so much emphasis on an inanimate, inanimate weapon. Jesus, that was hard to say. Rather than, like, the asshole who used the weapon to kill people. Yeah, which I guess is why the the fact that he's calling the blade ill-fated, like, maybe it had a blessing on it. <laughs> oh, yes. True. Because we know those are things that are actual magic or curse. Yeah. Maybe it's a cursed maybe sword. It's cursed. A real a sword that's cursed. Of course, no. Stopping there. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to constantly be repetitive. Uh-huh. But this is a constant theme in Lord of the Rings again of swords that have like fates. Weird. Like if you think I forget the name of it, but Aragorn's sword, they reforge it because it's like the only sword that can beat Sauron. Right. Because it's the one that like it's just like it's a very big theme that swords themselves have fates. Fates (laughs) or whatever. If you lose your magic sword, then you're just out of luck. Sorry. You're, you're useless bad. without your magic sword. And nobody uses a regular sword. not all sword. swords are the same. <laughs> no. Only yeah. magic swords. I'm not like a regular sword. I'm a cool sword. <laughs> I'm a cool sword. <laughs> <laughs> not a regular Mom. sword. I'm a cursed sword. <laughs> <laughs> we are all over the place. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a nightmare. I just, I do, I, sorry, I do think that this is like another kind of theme from other fantasy. Yeah. Yep, I love I it. You. Huge fan. I want to talk about the last important thing here, which is okay. that Aragorn and Sephira leave, and Aragorn's like, um, I think Hrothgar hates you. <laughs> and Sephira's <laughs> like, in that he is wise, especially since he's barely knee-high to me. And this... Oh, God. Let's us do oh! some math. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Wait, then she's not that big. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Okay, so (laughs) the math I did. Uh huh. Go on. 
so we had talked before how we thought maybe if we were going to do some general size comparisons, <laughs> it would be based on Ichi, the dinosaur, the bat-winged dinosaur, because, like, I have no idea how to use anything else, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was better. my logic as well. <laughs> yeah, because, like, a pterosaur probably doesn't have the right body proportions and also the wings yeah. are different because they specifically say Safira has like the f- finger <laughs> wings yeah, the you know finger wings. which Ichi doesn't have technically but Ichi has you like know? an extra bone that makes them look kind of like anyway <laughs> I guess we could have used a bat but bats <laughs> like the wing membrane connects to their leg that's true right and the only bat that like runs around on all fours, like actually walking or running, is like the vampire bat. Anyway, I thought about it today. I was like, who should uh-huh. I? Anyway, so I got some Ichi measurements. <laughs> and this is very general. And there are two different possible sizes because okay. Okay. when she says knee, if she's oh. a digitigrade animal, which means they're like kind of up on the balls of their feet, sort of like if you look at a dog, right? They have the quote unquote yeah. backwards knee. Yeah. It's actually yeah. their ankle. Everything's just like extended. Uh-huh. And so it yes. depends if she means her ankle, the backwards bend, or her actual knee, the forward bend. Uh huh. Because those would be two different heights. Pretty it significantly. It can't possibly be the forward bend. <laughs> I mean, unlike. On digitigrade animals that run, like, the knee isn't that much higher. I don't know. So, the two heights. So, for if she means the, like, actual knee, the one that's way up higher, Uh she would probably be 13 feet tall. Oh, that's so small. (laughs) Which is so teeny. (laughs) Teeny tiny. So, it makes more sense that she fits in Trondheim. Yeah. I mean, it makes way more sense than the calculations i did (laughs) (laughs) that would be her head if her head was like like ichi is sort of like leaning forward a little bit like the head is sort of like curved up like it's not directly vertical back kind of thing okay so that would be that height because i was going off the like reconstruction of ichi height Mm -hmm. which isn't standing up straight (laughs) (laughs) so around 13 feet at the head Depending on how long her neck is. So small. Yeah. She wouldn't possibly be able to carry one. three people. Yeah. So, like, maybe she'd be 13 feet at the shoulder. We could find some wiggle room. Because her uh-huh. neck looks really long on the cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, but if the knee is actually the ankle joint, then she would be 31 feet tall. Oh. Which is pretty tall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about half the height of a Boeing seven forty seven. How many giraffes is that? How many? How many giraffes tall? How many giraffes tall? She's she's on her way to be a Boeing seven forty seven. Uh, I oh, actually yeah. don't know how tall a giraffe is. Ten feet? How tall is a giraffe? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. All I remember Somebody is that she was two point five giraffes um, tall in my calculation, which was forty five feet. Sure. Let me see. Average... So maybe she's like a giraffe. And a half. Height. A giraffe and a half. A, a giraffe, giraffe and a half. <laughs> Average height of a giraffe is 
A male is 5 to 5.9 meters tall, and a female is 4.3 to 5.2 meters. So I'll say 5.1. Okay, well, she was 9.7 meters tall. Wow, so one and a half giraffes was actually like <laughs> a good guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a good guess. One and a half giraffes. Wow. Yeah. It. I forgot to do the math for the wing span, but... Wow, how dare you? You know... <laughs> whatever <That's okay. laughs> but who cares <laughs> but that's fine have we have we concluded whether she has stopped growing though uh, or she's still growing because i think she's still on her way to being the size of a seven oh yeah they don't stop growing okay that's what i thought we had concluded okay yeah yeah i'm pretty sure brahm says that at one point i like the 31 feet one that's seems... yeah that sounds right you know that sounds reasonable to yeah. me yeah, because again, just to reiterate, we're basing this on the idea, based on nothing, <laughs> that dragons initially were two legs and two wings, and then they magically added two more legs. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's why we're choosing Ichi as the baseline. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, there's as much logic in our decisions as there are in this book. It's fine. Yeah. Listen, if somebody shows up and is like, ah, yes, the six-legged lizard that we all love to hang out <laughs> with, then I'll be like, okay, so there's hexapods in this world. Yes. The dwarves actually have two pairs of legs. It just hasn't come they up yet. haven't mentioned it so far. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Uh-huh. I really want to get to the second chapter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just, like, skip to the library, maybe? I mean, yeah, that's basically next. They go to the library, uh, which is a cool other very dark cave. Yeah. Full of books. Well, I mean, scrolls. There's scrolls and books. And books. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Somehow, the dwarves and the humans use the same alphabet, which is bonkers to me, considering that, like... Surely they both had written languages before the humans came over to Alligator, especially if each civilization is less than eight millennia old. And they speak, like, entirely different languages. That is wild. It is weird. The only thing I can think is that maybe maybe the elves use the same runes, as Aragon calls them, for, like, the ancient language. And it could just be that, like, whichever culture this alphabet came from... The other ones had a primarily, like, oral history until they all came together and then kind of had cultural transmission to share the writing down of language. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems maybe, really strange to me. Maybe there's something where, like, if you're writing words that have power in the ancient language, like, you can't use different letters or different shapes. Like, there are shapes that yeah. only make magic happen, and so that's yeah. how... And then both cultures kind of base their alphabet on it yeah because yeah it specifically says that the statues in the throne room have runes carved under them mm -hmm. so clearly the dwarves had written language yeah and if the alphabet hasn't changed then that means humans adopted the dwarvish alphabet yeah i guess so can't imagine but why they would do that but then Aragon couldn't read the names on, on the... Right? He was just like, oh, it's runes. I have no... Like, what do these even say? Yeah. Although, maybe it's just, like, the collection of syllables. If I see a name in, like, Irish, like, I can't yeah, that's say true. that. <laughs> You're like, huh? What word is yeah, that? no. No hope. That's, that's fair. <laughs> maybe magic makes them all speak the same language. Wow. 
you know that's the one <laughs> yes mm-hmm. that's yeah. the answer that's the answer that's Convenient. the answer yeah because of this happy coincidence aragon is sitting in the library re- reading old dorvish poetry <laughs> yeah <laughs> having a great time <laughs> yeah hanging out i never thought of dwarves as being poets but now i'm curious i didn't think of aragon as a poetry guy yeah that too that too it's just like very straightforward poetry which is why the dwarves and aragon like it it's just like i found a nice rock and the rock felt nice when i touched it and it was a nice rock or like something like that and they're like "Mm." i mean (laughs) he's a dramatic teen which everyone agrees is like the most poetry time of a young man's life probably <laughs> sure it is true i hated poetry as a teen <laughs> were you a teen so man I. <laughs> uh, I wasn't so maybe there's that <laughs> you know that's when that's when people would go out you know walk around the moors of england write oh, poetry yeah. sad poetry <laughs> and then the twins show up and they're like hey join our cult and he's like cool yeah maybe <laughs> maybe maybe whole interaction was so weird they like be snarky and pretend to be respectful of each other and then get mad at each other for pretending to be respectful i i don't know man it was beyond me yeah i feel like if the twins were actually evil they would be better at not being evil (laughs) you would have to hope like they're (laughs) so transparently evil that it's like i can't possibly be the only one who's noticed this <laughs> yeah no that's why ajahad is going to be the real evil one mm. and the twins will actually be like the ones that help aragon yeah probably. yeah like i feel like i'm gonna not be surprised if they you know sell the secrets of tronchheim to somebody or yeah right they don't you know like or it wasn't them <laughs> you know like either way i'm yeah. gonna be like yeah called it <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Accurate. <laughs> you just have to hedge your bets in both directions and then you'll always be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it kind of makes sense. Like the reason they want Aragon to join their cool club is because they want to be able to steal the words of the an- ancient language that Aragon knows that Brom taught him. And it's like the elves are still around and they just right? like talk in the ancient language. Have you yeah. not just listened to them? <laughs> yeah. If they're, like, good enough at magic, shouldn't they just be able to do things without yeah. extremely specific vocabulary? Maybe they're not good at magic, that's why. They're so they're like, we need better magic. words. Yeah. yeah. Or they're like me every time I decide I'm going to start a new hobby. Or it's like, I'm going to learn how to do makeup, and I get some makeup from the drugstore, and I'm like, this is this doesn't look very good. So if I buy expensive makeup, it will look better. And it's like, yeah. no. <laughs> You just need to be better at doing your makeup. <laughs> you just need to be better at using Brisinger, the only word Aragon yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah. You really only need to know Expelliarmus and you can do everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Expelliarmus. What happens okay. after anyway, that? <laughs> they have the that like weird little showdown and then Aragon goes back yeah. to find Safira and Nasuada is there, who is Ajahad's daughter. She brings him a message that Aragon is allowed to visit Murtag, but not Arya. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, and the message from Ajahad is stop blessing people's kids and get your magic testing over with. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh- <laughs> like, please stop talking to anybody at all. <laughs> yeah, just don't do that. It's like, cool. 
I also just like how Aragon's like, hey, can I see Arya? And Nesuata's like, no, but you should go talk to Murtag. <laughs> No, we just forgot about <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, Murtag again. I forgot. <laughs> He's such a bad friend. What the hell? <laughs> I know. Uh, it makes me really mad how like little he thinks about him. Right? Like again, he is the reason Murtag is stuck here. Right? Yeah. And it's like <sighs> fine because in the next chapter we find out that Murtag's just like having a great time in a very uh-huh. cool palatial suite. It. But, like, if he no. was just in, like, a rock cave... Right? And it takes Aragon three days to go visit him, even though he's had permission to the whole time? Yeah! <laughs> sake, Aragon. I'd be so mad. Excommunicated from this friend group. Yeah, like, he didn't even ask Hrothgar if he could go see Murtag. Like, at least he asked Ajahad. Did he? <laughs> Wait. Did, uh... Uh... Maybe he did. Maybe it he did. came up. Anyway, um... <laughs> But speaking of that, let's go into the next chapter. <laughs> yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some like chit chat and then chat. Uh, Aragon's like, wow, what's the deal with Nas? Nas. Naswada. 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 And my uh, my brain since 2005 has said Nasuada, and I just learned that was wrong, and I'm having oh. a hard time with it. Oh, okay. Naswada. Naswada. He's like, what's her deal? And Eric is like, she is a daddy's girl and has no mom. And Aragon's like, wow, I also don't have a mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we could be friends. <laughs> yep. When I read that, I was like, aw. I like that Aragon like, doesn't think, wow, I don't know either of my parents. You know, he really just thinks, I don't know who my mom was. That's what I was kind of wondering about. Garrow is his dad? Or Brom? One? I guess. Both? Oh, I guess he still probably considers Garrow his dad. Like, it probably... Like, at least, like, his brain figure, is probably right? so... Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's his father figure, so his brain probably doesn't even, like, think, oh, I never had a father, because he did. He did. Just he not... had two dads. And they both dads. died. <laughs> both died. <laughs> <But> what about... <laughs> Didn't he have an an aunt? What happened to his aunt? That's the thing I was trying to think of. Oh earlier. yeah, Garrow's uh, wife. What happened to her? Wasn't she dead already? She was dead, but like at some I don't know. Anyway, not important. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was gonna make a great joke about oh, this part when Aragon about Aragon having dead parents. <laughs> no, Aragon arriving to the um, training ground. Because there's, like, a guy who shows up, and it's just, like, his giant sword, almost as long as Aragon. Uh-huh. And I, I was going to be like, wow, I didn't know this was a JRPG, but neither of you will get that. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. Great joke, Sophie. I bet. It's so wow, funny. I didn't know Cloud Strife was in this video game. Anyway, that's my good joke. Someone will get that joke, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a long sword. Why it's is the sword in, so big? It's because in JRPGs, they're, they always have giant swords or guns or huge... Why are they so big? I don't know. Why are they so big? Maybe you can answer this question. <sighs> I don't know. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's cool, I guess. That's true. That's probably why this yeah. guy has one. 
Yeah. I'm imagining because his sword is as long as Aragon is tall, this man has to be at least like six foot six in my head. Yeah. He's the, a yeah. small giant. <laughs> That's, he's a small giant. <laughs> and the only giant. person good enough to fight against him is Auric, I guess. I guess. I guess. That's the implication here. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Which the sword has got to be like half again as long as Auric. <laughs> yeah. I will freely admit that literally until right now, I thought this other person was also a dwarf. And I was like, he's a dwarf with a sword that's long as long as Aragon, a human. Oh, <laughs> but he's a man. He's a man, right? Yeah, no, Hugh, Hugh, yeah. Man. A Hugh man, a human, Frederick, a human. Yeah, yep, that's him. <laughs> yep, that's all uh, I know about him, really. Yep, he seems pretty cheerful. He's the one who's supposed to be testing Aragon. He asks Aragon, "How strong are you?" And Aragon says, "Strong enough. I have to be in order to fight with magic." And I was wow. just like, "Okay, there, bud." Like, okay, <laughs> nobody <sure>. asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question. That wasn't the question, but it's relevant because he, Frederick's like, let's do, and then before he can finish the sentence, the twins are like, anyway, magic time. Yep. <laughs> the twins show up acting extremely evil. Yeah, they're like, don't sully your hands with these, with banging on him with pieces of metal. Yep. Cool. Okay. And Oric and Frederick are both like, these f***ing guys. <laughs> yeah, these guys again. <laughs> Frederick's like, didn't I ban you from, like, my whole house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Oric thinks that the twins might take things too far. Whoa. Whoa. A whoa. A whoa. Which is anyway. true, because right before they yeah. do their test, they're like, hey, are you going to join our cult? And Aragon's like, nope. And they're like, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fine. <laughs> and yeah so they start to do this magic test but before they start they draw a pentagram on the ground (laughs) which that part why Why? again what does a pentagram have to do in the universe of allegation this is the first time anything like this has been mentioned why is there a (laughs) pentagram they don't do anything in the pentagram they just draw it there and then aragon does magic like he normally does yeah but they step in the middle of it but they don't like summon anything or like I don't maybe know have like a magic field. Maybe they do. Wow. Maybe they're maybe secretly, they're secretly consorting. <laughs> yeah, they're secretly consorting with a demon, which is how uh, we'll learn that hell exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been hell the whole time. It's been hell the whole time. Yeah, and then uh, all the magic they they're telling Aragon to do like certain tasks, and then they go out of their way to like make it harder for him. Because mm-hmm. they're evil. <laughs> yeah. I guess. There's no yes. other conclusion. They're just. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. They're trying to make him. They're trying <laughs> to force him to be like more thorough in the magic he's using and use more words. Mm-hmm. Again. I. This is. I actually really like this part because I love a moment where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to say Brazinger over and over again. <laughs> and yeah. they're going to be furious. <laughs> Yeah, the twins just get madder and madder as yeah. <laughs> Aragon keeps using the same few words to like complete his tasks. But he yeah. has he has to like put them together and in increasingly complicated sentences. To... Yeah. <laughs> like uh Arya shows up near like we'll we'll get to that. But I'm just imagining she's like watching in the background, just like shaking her head, like those those words don't go together. <laughs> Yeah, he just said rock fire up. <laughs> like what? All I could think with this is 
I was playing like taboo or password or something with my family once and the word I was trying to get them to guess was road and I said <laughs> yeah. it was a paved conveyance upon which a car can be and my dad started crying <laughs> laughing because he was like well, you should have just said street <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh yeah <laughs> oh it's like that the jackbox game <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the one that we played right yeah, yeah. Where the one it where it's like, like it an has evil, all of, it was an like evil an evil place. basement, and it was yeah. like yeah. hot topic. Hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't it? It's where yes. you purchase the evil. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. <laughs> it's where you purchase the evil. Hot topic. Hot topic. Oh, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Oh my uh, god! I hope that's what Aragon's ancient language is. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. I like how. Uh, the tests that are listed are pretty specific. It's like manipulating water, juggling rocks, controlling the flight of an arrow, and then freezing items. Yeah. What Just items? freezing them. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> what like... Which items? It's like hardening leather and then freezing some items. <laughs> yep, not leather. <laughs> he ran out of steam as he, <laughs> as yeah. he was making this list. He's like, uh, I don't know, man. I already said water. I can't use that again. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I said fire, water, rocks, leather, other stuff, arrows, you know. <laughs> All of the things that there are. Mm-hmm. It just made me laugh. Yeah, and then they tell him to summon the essence of silver. Like, everything before this is like, stop the arrow, heal this scratch, and then it's like, summon the essence of silver. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and Aragon and Sephira are both like, huh? <laughs> yeah, this sounds like one of those things that's like, put the sun in this teacup. It's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Huh? And then that's when Arya makes her extremely dramatic entrance. She just like appears and yells, stop! And Aragon is immediately super horny for her voice. <laughs> yeah. It's so uncomfortable. I hate this part of this chapter. <laughs> Anna was texting us before, being like, I hate uh, this entire section. I do genuinely like Aragon the book. I hate every time Aragon is thinking about Arya. It makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. It is kind of gross. He like describes what she's wearing and he says, uh, the black leather on her shapely frame is poor raiment for one so fair. And my yeah. note is double yuck. <laughs> double yuck. Like, no, I mean last a romance book. Yeah, last chapter he was talking about the like tapered vest on That's true. As she had uh very broad shoulders. So you know <laughs> You know yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just like, dang, why is everyone so hot in this mountain? Because <laughs> he's sixteen. Oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's hot when you're sixteen. What I enjoyed was that uh I had been imagining Arya as like a petite person yeah and then here it's like she's taller than most men and i'm like we love a nine foot tall woman (laughs) right the thing i need to know is is she taller than aragon because that would be great i guess we don't know how tall aragon is but i'm assuming is he most men (laughs) that's true he's very special the chosen one he might be seven feet tall we don't know he might be seven (laughs) feet tall yeah the dwarves are actually just regular size (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> everyone else is giant yeah they just Where all have dwarves? beards 
Yeah. <laughs> That's how you tell the difference. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, then I have to redo the Sephira math because I was basing oh, it true. on Frothgar being four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah, and then she summons the essence of silver. So one day Aragon's going to have to do it for sure to yeah. impress her. Yeah, it was pretty cool, Definitely. though. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> the best part about the scene is Arya's like, how dare you ask him to do something that even you can't do? And then she goes, Arget! And the essence of silver appears, and the twins literally just run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, bye. <laughs> They're like, turn on their heel and run away with their robes flapping behind them. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Why? Yep. I mean, they know they f***ed up. It's true. Oh, yeah. And everyone left is like, wow, Arya's so cool. Arya's so cool. Yeah. Maybe this is Aragon being dramatic again. Like, maybe Probably. this wasn't that dramatic, but he's like, wow, she's amazing. <laughs> she summoned this. She did this crazy magic and then they ran away. I do like the idea of Aragon being that much an unreliable. Yeah. There were scores of doors and Arya's eight feet tall and more beautiful than the moon. (laughs) In reality. Summoned the soul of silver to vanquish our enemies. Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently they just like lied a whole bunch. (laughs) Yeah. And now Arya knows. So, well. Too bad. Too bad, guys. And then uh, she's like, meet me over there. And Aragorn's like, bye, everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gotta go fight a hot elf now. <laughs> and he, of course, because he's a dumbass, yeah. decides uh, that he needs to pull his punches when he's fighting Arya. And she immediately gets him, like, off balance. Like, whips his ass, yeah. Yeah. It's, to be fair, he does say it's because she has recently been injured. You know, yeah. like, he doesn't say, oh, it's because she's so, she's like... A woman. A woman and gentle. He's like, she just was... Yeah, he's like, she nearly died two days ago. (laughs) I'll go easy on her. Oh, I'll go easy on her. I was ready to snap at him for that, being like, don't go easy on her because she's a girl. And then I read two more sentences. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, kind of fair. (laughs) Yeah. When Arya, like, hands him his ass and he's like, oh, yeah. Brahm said that any elf I meet would be able to outfight me. And then she like hands him his ass a second time, and he's like, "Oh, she's not trying to hurt me. She's just testing my skill level." And it's like, "Are you? What yeah. did you think was happening at the beginning?" <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she's like, "I claim the right of trial by arms," which doesn't sound like she's gonna test him. It sounds like That's she's true. gonna fight like to the death, kill him. Yeah. yeah, it does not sound fun. Yeah, I mean, anyway. at, at least Aragon's found somebody as f-ing dramatic as he is. Yeah. But oh, she's so cool, Jesus. and Aragon's just not. Also, this whole sparring section is full of extremely weird sexual tension, and I really, really hate it. <laughs> like, I really don't like it. There's when this, like... is a sword fight not full of sexual <laughs> tension, though? Okay, but it says their sinuous forms wove together like twisting ropes of windblown smoke, and like, what the entire hell is that? Damn, that's a great sentence. That is... That's so yeah, stupid, that is I don't like it. straight out of a Rocky story. <laughs> It's so romancy. Fantasy? Yeah. Mm. Ah, it's gross. I don't know why it's gross, but it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, well, for me personally, I 
couldn't see it that way because he's what 14 he's 15 16. 16? 16 i don't remember 14. it's still 16 i can't remember he's 14 and she's he's like, like 12 isn't he <laughs> i mean yeah yeah he's basically a child but i think i said this before but it is nice to see that the the female is the one that is years and years older than um yeah the man. yeah so often the other way in these elf immortal based romances <laughs> and it's just no just I like no <laughs> i don't like it in the other direction either it turns out <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not saying it's good but yes i appreciate in this fight that she wins you know like yeah like i sort of thought oh, yeah. what was gonna oh, happen God. is that he'd pull a trick and somehow manage to like score a point on her and she'd be Ooh. like wow i'm so impressed but i like that just no there's no way he no. could win at all she no. like effortless effortlessly beats him mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's like hmm pretty good yep not the worst <laughs> yep no and aragon's like wow i lost <laughs> i know you thought you were gonna beat an elf yeah really yeah he's like 200 years old maybe <laughs> probably more we don't know but (laughs) probably older than you i'm sure she has a lot of practice she's gonna be like 18 and that's gonna be the age difference no if she was an 18 year old elf wouldn't she still be practically a fetus who knows you don't know how long they live yeah maybe they have really fast reach sexual maturity and then don't age after that for 2000 years yeah that sounds terrible yeah right then Arya does the thing where she like makes flirty eye contact with Aragon and like walks away and yeah. Aragon immediately goes to follow her yeah and then Arya can run at the same speed that Zephira flies mm-hmm. I mean that checks <sighs> well wasn't it that we we figured out that Zephira wasn't really flying as fast as like horses running yeah isn't she, she can like keep up with them I think yeah but not she doesn't get, like, means, miles ahead. That means Arya can I'm, run as fast as a horse. I guess that makes sense for an elf. I guess that's fine. <sighs> They've got magic legs. with, like, yeah. Yeah, elf athleticism. Yeah, it's yeah. also kind of goofy that Arya's like, meet me over there. And then they both go there at the same time, at the same speed. Just Aragorn yeah. is flying. <laughs> like, like, you, you could have, like, there. walked together. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but that doesn't have any tension or flirtiness to it. Yeah. You know? There could have there could be lots of tension when you're like walking next to someone you think is hot. No, I think they it preserves... accidentally brushed fingers. Yeah, I think it preserves Arya true. being way cooler than Aragon. Like she's like, meet me that over too, there. Anyway, true. I'm too cool to be seen with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he away. chases her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Safira gets jealous. <laughs> yeah. For some reason she's like wow Arya's like okay to look at I guess but kind of weird yeah she kind of looks like a horse have you ever yeah. noticed that and oh my like, god I couldn't believe that it's so like weird. what why are you like a why are you <laughs> mentioning her like physical form like do you right? want Aragon to think your physical form is nice like huh <laughs> yeah that's weird like, that's weird that's weird no don't like it don't like that nope i mean whatever <laughs> yeah i mean Sephira clearly a weird teen she's super weird and she like seems to get over it pretty fast because Arya yeah. says something to her and Sephira's yeah. like okay cool this is fine now 
And it's this like long sentence in the ancient language that is not translated. So I Googled the translation and it just, it means dragon, I honor you and mean you and your rider no harm. Let us be friends. Wow. And Saphira's like, okay. Now we're friends. And then refuses to translate for Aragon at any point. (laughs) Yeah. Which like, it doesn't, it's not a secret. (laughs) No. Like that's a pretty fine thing to say. Yeah. But weird. The interesting implication here to me is that it means Zephira understands the inc- uh, the ancient language better than Aragon does, which, in my opinion, gives credence to our fairy run theory that she oh yeah understands languages that she heard while she was in her egg. Yeah. Yep. That tracks. So point for us. Point for us. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if she can only understand it or if she could tell Aragon words like oh you need to do magic here's a word for that yeah I don't know I know like some multilingual people have languages that they can understand but can't speak so maybe it's like that for her I speak one language so I don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) I can't say anything yeah I mean I understand French a lot better than I can speak it so I guess that tracks (laughs) yeah maybe if you had to yeah. give me words of power in French, would you be able to? No. <laughs> I'd there forget. I'd need to find a translator. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Aragon and Arya finally have a conversation. Arya's voice has a hint of a trill as if she were about to sing, which is crazy. Cool. Yep. And she goes up to Aragon and she's like, mm. <laughs> oh, damn it. I was trying to uh-huh. make a joke and then I laughed at myself. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's like, take another no. run at it <laughs> it's Go. not even funny <laughs> now it's gonna be even better <laughs> she, she's like ah Misa Jar Jar Binks <laughs> Misa your humble servant I owe you a life debt <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> see it's oh, not Hannah. funny but it was funny hey, to me you're playing to the wrong crowd of <laughs> me <laughs> that joke was literally just for me <laughs> okay it's fine Anyway, maybe yeah. I'll just cut that whole thing out. Sam, you can sing. Uh, can you talk in a voice with a hint of a trill as if you're about to sing? Um, I mean, you can, like, sing talk. Like, oh my god. Like, I don't even know how to do it. Like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> this hello. is where Aragon turns into a musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Arya's just, I mean, I guess Arya I was is... Isn't Arya a <laughs> kind of song? Oh, yeah. What? Sorry, I was laughing at Hannah. What did you say? Yeah. I said, isn't an Arya a kind of song? I think so. It's like an Is opera it? thing? A self-contained piece for one voice. <laughs> Is that like that oh. one that goes like... Da, 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 da. Um, I This is the worst. <laughs> Would you like me to go back to doing uh, Jar Jar Banks? No, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that she's like, anyway, I owe you a life debt. And Aragon's like, don't worry about it. And she's like, um... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, I don't think you could just don't worry about it, someone who says they owe you a life debt. To be fair, if someone told me no. something like that, that would probably be my response, too. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, Oh, no, it's worry. fine. Don't worry about it. It's, it's okay. Fine. 
these things always work out. Yeah. I'm sure you'll save my life at some point. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Who keeps track? Man, imagine if people swore more life debts. Also, this is where she tells him that the, I guess, did Brahm mention this? The, like, true name? Like, yeah, she tells Brahm him why, it. finally, yes. for sure, mm-hmm. you should not tell anyone your true name. Yes, we knew that. Because it will give them absolute power over you. Yeah. Like, apparently, yeah. summoning the essence of silver gave her absolute power over the ring that it came from. Yeah, which is like, what is that? Me? I have no <laughs> clue. Well, how do you have absolute power over a ring? Or is it a ring of power? Uh, oh. Is it like, is ring? it? I wonder if it's like you, if you can say it's tr- the word that means the thing and you can summon that weird, like it, like she summons a spirit. It's like a Patronus. Of this, yeah, like a weird shimmery version of the ring appears. And so I wonder if once you do that, it would make it easier to do like other magic on the ring. Like if you were like, oh, turn mm. into a necklace or something, you know, then it would just be easier. Uh, write an maybe. inscription yeah. on the inside in the fire yes. of Mount Doom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it'll come up later. Yeah, it seems important. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, how is it going to come up later? There's like there's three chapters three left. Three chapters left, but there's also three books and like left. ten pages. Yeah. Oh, I mean, fair. It's going to come up in one of the other books because it it has come up three separate times in this book with no payoff. So it's going to be important at some point. Right? At some point, yeah. Right? Surely. Surely. <laughs> Surely in the next three right. chapters. All this book has going for its ending right now is that Arya came back because, like, it's just Aragorn waking up, having a day, going back to bed. Waking up, having a day, <laughs> going back to bed. Waking up. Again. Just literally, that's what the last <laughs> like, few episodes have been. We've just been, like, going through, like, Aragorn's day to day. What the heck is the point of this book? What is the ending? We haven't even had, like, a climactic moment yet. No. Nothing! Uh... Like, it should have, honestly, it should have ended when they got to the mountain. Yeah, like, yeah. that's how it should have ended. Like, that big final push. They finally got to the Varden. Like, that was all climactic. And then it should have just ended there. Because all of this is not an ending. This is not how you end a book. Well, no- <laughs> You don't know that. There's nothing, like, happening either. It's not like they're being like, okay, we're, like, preparing to go fight the Urgles that may or yeah, may not still be outside exactly. waiting for the waterfall. Yeah. Like, there's just nothing! It's just Aragorn waking up, gonna <laughs> eat my breakfast. Maybe I'll go meet another king. Maybe, Maybe I'll, I'll go meet this random girl. Maybe I'll remember Murtag exists today. Nah. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe I'll later. go remember. Yep. Like, it's- what is going on? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so mad about this. Like, this is not how you write an ending. Yeah. Writers take note. <laughs> well, you don't know yet. The next three chapters, yeah, maybe they're going to be wild. Left. No, there's two and no. a half because the last one's an epilogue. <laughs> oh my! Wait, there's actually three left. I thought we were exaggerating. No, oh, there's no. actually three. No, left. Oh, there's geez. only three left. Sam and I were talking about it earlier. Oh jeez. Yeah. Wow. I mean, something wild better happen in the next three chapters, or like I'm done. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll I mean, be you'll be done guys, regardless. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, but um, you're definitely not going to read the next books, is what you mean. I was never going to read the next <laughs> books. That's what cliff notes are for. Yeah. 
I, uh, okay, to get back to what's <laughs> happening, I oh, yeah. like that Aragon just like, now's a good time to tell you that I was somehow oh spying on you in my dreams. What the hell? I kept seeing you in my dreams. This was a very Edward moment. <laughs> yeah. It's like so, you like finally ha- like have a conversation with a girl you have a crush on. Yeah. And what you go to is, oh, I've been dreaming about you. And she's like, oh, that's weird. Anyway. Yeah. Like- <laughs> what I like about this is that to Arya, like the concept of Aragon being like moony eyed and like in love with her probably hasn't even crossed her mind because yeah. he's like, wow, no. I saw you in my dreams. And she's like, hmm, you know, that's a weird magic. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I bet it's the soulmate thing. It's I usually like soulmate, soulmate things, thing. but. I don't know why. Even when I was a kid, I think like I hated Aragon's whole thing for Arya when I was a kid. So maybe this is just a holdover. But yeah. it's making me mad. <laughs> really? So Sophie, yeah. what are you mad about? Because <laughs> Sam and I both have one. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Really putting me on the spot. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you're I'm just, just you're just for the ride. <laughs> I'm just vibing. Are you mad that Aragon still hasn't bothered to go see Murtag? You know, I'm neutral about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just mad that nobody's told me how tall Saphira is, really. (laughs) Yeah. I do want to know that. Anyway, yeah. Then Arya tells him that Brahm's ring that Aragon has has the elf friend symbol on it. And also that's what Arya's tattoo is, which is... Yeah weird kind of weird she's an elf friend but she's an elf she's an elf huh anyway maybe she's a dark it's also a big secret he can't tell anybody that she has this tattoo like maybe it has special meaning to the queen because apparently the queen gave the ring to brahm and so maybe the queen gave Arya the tattoo anyway yeah yeah then aragon goes see murtag finally (laughs) finally finally three and a half days and then Finally. and then he gets half a page <laughs> to talk right? to Murtag. <laughs> and Murtag yeah. doesn't even like be like, hey, where the hell have you been? Like, yeah. why did you drag me here? He's like, hey, check out my cool cell where I'm going to turn into a fat scholar. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wow, did you see Naswada? Man, what a girl. <laughs> yeah, he like oh waxes poetic about how awesome she is and Aragon gets jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, I don't know that this is a good idea. And it's like, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why do you why feel not? that way, Aragon? Uh-huh. Like, you really care. Please explain why you don't like it that Murtag cares about somebody else more than he cares about you, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Even after you've mm-hmm. cared about Arya more for three days. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I kind of get... Murtag's like, you know what? I actually am so chilled to be here. For yeah. once, I don't have to do anything else. And it's like, I... That's relatable. Yeah, that Just is kind relatable. of being locked in a room with all the books and stuff to do that you want. And it's like, sorry, you yeah. can't leave. It's like, wow, I can't do anything else. Okay. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't actually want to leave. Like, even if they told me I could, I might just stay here. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty chill. Like, uh, poor guy. <laughs> but also, poor yeah. <laughs> yeah, relatable. Yeah, he's like, nobody can, like, hurt me or be mad at me if I'm just in this cell by myself. It's like, that's yeah kind of sad but like i'm glad you're having a good time (laughs) and he's like also naswada could come visit me like whenever if she wanted to yeah cool yeah she could (laughs) she could (laughs) 
you know who else could come visit you whenever they wanted to? Aragon. Too bad he but never wants to. Too bad he forgets. He just doesn't care. What a anyway. bad friend. Yep. Shall we guess what's going to happen next? Oh, yeah. In the two chapters before the mm. epilogue? <laughs> Surely yes. some kind of a battle? Yeah, okay. So the the next chapter is called The Shadow Lengthens. And then the next chapter after that is called Battle Under Farthendur. Ah, okay. They got one chapter. There's like barely any pages left. How is there going to be a battle? There's like 40 pages left. There's no pages left. (laughs) I have the book in front of me. It is like a little sliver of nothing. It's going to be an easy battle. They're going to win so fast. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to bang my phone. You just I was just punched really your angry. microphone. You were so mad. Throw the book across the room. Yeah, I threw my phone. I want to throw this book across the room. Yeah. Okay, so the shadow that is lengthening is the Empire's shadow, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Probably. Probably. No, it's yeah. Aragon like Velvet standing works. on the side of the mountain as the sun goes oh, yeah. down, and his shadow gets long, and he thinks or about what he shade? did that day, and then he goes to bed. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Or perhaps the shade shows up, a shadow, the shade. He does, like, goofy pun names. Like, one of these chapters was in the Hall of the Mountain King. Sure. I bet the shade shows up. I bet the shade shows up. Yeah. Was he there with the Urg? No. He was presumed dead in Gilead. Yeah. The Urgles are there. What are are the Urgles doing there? Did they just leave? Didn't they all die? (laughs) Did they all die? Didn't he, like, drown them all or something? No, or he did he... something really gruesome. That... Yeah, he broke a bunch of their legs, but not all of them. Yeah, I'm guessing the shade shows up, the twins let them into the mountain because they're oh, secretly yeah, they're evil. evil, and secretly. then they're fighting in Farthendor or under Farthendor because they got let in. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> we all, the book we ends? All agree. Yeah. And then the book ends? And then the book ends? Doesn't Aragorn kill the shade <laughs> at some point? Maybe. Who knows? I know nothing. I don't know. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe book two. Maybe in There's, book two. Maybe there doesn't seem to be enough time. Right. I just feel like the Razak and the shade have been the main antagonists in this book. So maybe and one or both Urgles, of them show though? up. But like, not like by name, you know, like not yeah, individuals. I guess the Urgles a as a collective. Bad. Yeah. But the Urgles are just like always fucking there. Yeah. Everywhere they go, there's Urgles there. And then sometimes yeah. the shade yep. is there also. Yeah. And the Razak used to be there, yep. and then they just haven't showed up in the last half of the book. For weird. What's up with that? <laughs> Maybe they'll all show up, and that's what the battle is. Aragon is suddenly strong enough to defeat both Razak, the Shade, and all of the Urgles. Yeah. He's inspired by his love for Arya or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> that sounds right. I hate this book. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about how much you hate this book, let's talk about other books that we're reading <laughs> that we don't hate, maybe. <laughs> I read two nonfiction books, which Whoa. is a weird... I'm having a weird book time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I read The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs, A New History of a Lost World by Stephen Brusati. Brusati, I think. It's a fun... I don't know, book about dinosaurs. <laughs> you like books about dinosaurs. It was really well written. <laughs> it's like half about 
actual dinosaurs and then half just like brief windows into like some of the major players through paleontological history as like a science which is fun because like i don't know i'm periphery paleontology and so there'd be names that i recognize and it's like oh this guy wow he sounds cool (laughs) nice yeah and then i started the end of everything astrophysically speaking by katie mack which is about the various potential ways that the universe could end (laughs) and it's very fun and very good and it explains physics astrophysics things in totally understandable ways i'm having a good time minus the part where it's like and this way that the universe could end could just like happen in the next 10 seconds and you wouldn't know (laughs) it's Mm. like great cool interesting no warning yeah (laughs) i just need to add that to my you know existential life thread yeah 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 but they they explained it in a fun way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about you guys well sophie is being all smart <laughs> i am not i am just reading smut anyways um so <laughs> i am reading kingdom of the cursed which is the sequel to kingdom of the wicked and this book should not be advertised as ya oh that's that's all i'm gonna say it's Wow. Anyways, it shouldn't be adult either because the writing is very YA, but the content, wow, just <laughs> very descriptive. Anyways, and then I'm also started listening to today The Wedding Date by Jasmine Golroy, which is just a rom com, and they're already smooching, and I'm only like 20% in, so you know, <laughs> it's gonna be good. <laughs> Uh, and then I also started listening to a memoir called Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zauner, which is really sad because it's about this woman and her mom having cancer. And I just, I had to stop listening to it, which is why I started listening to the romance book today as well. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Jeez. And I will finish it. It's very good, but it just hits a little too close to home. So yeah. alas, Hannah, I don't really have anything interesting to report. I'm still reading Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and I'm still listening to the Greenbone saga, but now I'm on book three, which is Jade Legacy. I did finish Jade War. Nice. Nice. Yep. Did you like it? I did like it. And this episode is coming out in October, which is <gasps> my birthday month. Wow. And oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. Uh, so for my birthday month for the Midlight Book Club, we are going to be reading... The Lies of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch, which is one of my favorite books, and I haven't read it in, like, six years, so I'm excited to pick it up again. This is, Yay. like, a gift also to me, because yeah. this was, like, my favorite book in, uh, let's say, 2010? Yeah. 2011? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I found it a little later, but it was my favorite book in, like, 2013, 2014. <laughs> nice. Yep. You guys talked about this book so much that I went out and got it, but I still haven't read it. So I'm also very <laughs> grateful that now now you have to. I will be forced. <laughs> it's like very dense, so it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do just want to say that as an update for our September book club, oh, yeah. I know Hannah hasn't read it yet, but <laughs> Sam yelled at me for like three oh. days. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. Oh. 
<laughs> so mad. Sam had all the emotions that I had. Oh my god. Oh, that's so funny. I, I could not believe. How dare <laughs> I was she? Like, I shouldn't be laughing, but also I remember having all of these feelings. Ugh. I I legit got to the part that is like the I guess one of the big twists and I was just texting her I was like did this actually happen and I'm like sitting listening at my microscope <laughs> like and I'm like caps. just texting her I'm like oh my god what <laughs> Sophie and like I was I was, I was just like I was anyway. <laughs> oh my god yeah it was a good time can't wait for Hannah to finish it well yeah yeah <laughs> For anybody who's forgotten since last episode, that's oh, yeah. the ninth by <laughs> I forgot Tamsin Muir. That. <laughs> yep, that's our September book. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And a relatable moment for us, three people who definitely judge books by their covers. Aragon browsed through the volumes with delight, reaching eagerly for those with interesting titles or covers. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) How how else are you supposed to know if it's good, if the cover's not good? Literally, what else am I supposed to judge? a book by its cover... You're not doing it right. I didn't write the rules. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Time to read every book to know if I liked it. Yeah, come on. Come on.